Tell us what you think of the show. I think it's funny as hell. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm very entertained. <laughs> She's a repeat customer. That's awesome. Yeah. Every time there's a new episode, I'm like, ooh. Oh, that's, you're like the third person who's told us that. Yeah. That you get excited for a new episode. I love that. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, sure. it's cool to hear. <laughs> All right, so we don't want to waste this valuable content. So should we kick it off? Oh, shit. Am I supposed to bring music? Well, you know, <laughs> kind of get used to it. You don't have to. <laughs> Welcome back to Two and a Half Chicks. Today, we bring in a guest, Gina, to talk with us interview style about polyamory, an ethical or consensual non-monogamy lifestyle. In today's episode, we learn about Gina's experience, how she and her partner learned about it, how they practice it, and what they've learned along the way about the self-work it takes and what does and doesn't work in practice. We also cover some general knowledge on the subject, the concept behind it, how it's different from cheating, different models of polyamory, the subject of jealousy, and some myths and misconceptions. Join us in this informative episode with our usual banter, combining authentic experience, but always with laughs. Welcome back to Two and a Half Chicks. It's me, Tess, and Monica, and Brian. Hello. And today we brought in a special guest to help us talk about the subject of polyamory. My sister Gina is on the show today. She's a seasoned person in the polyamory lifestyle, and she's going to help us talk about polyamory. We're going to cover what it is, some of the uh, models of polyamory, how it works, some of the philosophy behind it, myths and misconceptions, jealousy, and all that good stuff. So without further ado, do you guys, uh, Brian, Monica, want to say anything before I kick off, start kicking off questions? Uh, just, you know, just hearing the word polyamory made me get the chills a little bit. I used to call it cheating. So I don't know. I'm ready to find out what this is all about. (laughs) That's such a good point, Brian, because a lot of people, you know, a lot of people still consider it that, right? Right. Yeah. So I'm just excited because, yeah, I I can't wait to hear Gina's version of it because I know she's living it like loud and proud. And I want to hear her side of it. I want to hear why she cheats. Oh, (laughs) Brian. Oh, my goodness. So, gee, why don't you just tell us a little about yourself to get us rolling, uh, background, and, you know, how you know everybody, or me and Tess. <laughs> sure. Well, I met Tess first. <laughs> <laughs> I was about a year old. No. <laughs> so, Tess is my sister, and uh, Brian is my cousin, and Monica, we met a few years ago, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, I am, I practice polyamory. Um, let's see. My partner and I. Which one? My partner M. Make sure it's not my M. <laughs> different M. <laughs> different M. Okay. Very different Folks, M. it's different a different M. M. <laughs> uh, my partner M and I have been doing this for going to be 12 years. So we met in high school. We had like one class and he said one thing to me. And I remembered that thing like 25 years later when we reconnected through Facebook. and um. Basically, he was married to somebody else and I had feelings for him and didn't say anything because he was married. And then he ended up getting divorced for their, his own reason. And we, he came to visit me in California. He was in Rhode Island. And uh, we hit it off and we realized we both had feelings for each other. And we 
started a long distance relationship. I moved here to Rhode Island to be with him. And he told me that first visit that he was, he had feelings for somebody else who we also went to high school with, who was also a friend of mine. And so we kind of started like a a polyamorous relationship. So quick question. Did the class that you guys met in, in high school, sex education? It was not. It was swim class. (laughs) Or math. I didn't know if it was math or sex ed. You know, you, you were already calculating the odds of how many partners you could have. So I'm just trying to figure out what class it was. Statistics, yeah. Statistics. Statistics. That's a good one. Exactly. Sorry, go ahead. So it was the three of us for like a long time. And then he introduced another partner. So he had three partners at one point. And then he and his... All right. So I will call the high school partner E. And I will call the second partner N. So he had E... D, you're going to get through the whole alphabet here tonight. We're going to go through the alphabet. (laughs) Oh, just wait. (laughs) Um, So then he and E parted ways, and he and N are still together, and he and I are still together. So it's the three of us. So is is M only involved with women, or does he have men in his life? Only women. Okay. So while this was all going on, what was your freedom as far as your love life? What was your freedom like at the same time? You had the freedom to have other relationships as well, correct? Yes. I got here in 2012, and then about 2014, I started dating other people. I got an account on uh, OkCupid, and I was like meeting people, dating people. And I had like a few relationships, but nothing really clicked. So I was dating people for like seven years, just like. You know, I had like a, like a couple of one year relationships. So your but your relationships, you go you go male and female, correct? I was just going to ask that. You want to talk about your orientation? Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, because so cause I, it just to me sounds like M is just like a, a Mormon. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I can do whatever I want as well. It's uh, very different than that. I dated men and women, and so uh, in twenty twenty one. I met my partner, Jay, who is a woman. So now I am with Jay and with M. And Jay and I do not live together. So you each have two partners. We each have two partners. Oh, Jay also has a partner. She did, but she no longer has a partner. It wasn't M, right? It was not M, no. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So before we go too much, because we can come back to where you are, Let's define polyamory for our audience. Sure. Um, So polyamory is, if you break down the word, poly means many and amory means love. So many loves. It's also called uh, ethical non-monogamy or consensual non-monogamy. And it's basically everybody has the full knowledge and consent to have other partners. So everybody is, everything's above board. There's no lying, but it's okay to have like sexual relationships, romantic relationships, platonic relationships. Non-sexual, yeah. Non-sexual, it takes many forms. It's not just about sex. So it just, it's, you know, it's everybody is, everybody knows everything. So what happens if like one of the people, you know, one of the partners has another partner that the others, that the other person doesn't know about? So let's say that, you, you know, Jay has another partner that you don't know about. Is that something that would cause friction between you? 
Yes, that would be cheating. Wait a minute. Wait that's a minute. What, no, that's, that's where ethical comes from. That's yes, where the ethical comes exactly. From. The ethical okay. comes from there. It's the consent and well-being of all involved. Yes. So what? Ha- so if let's say Jay finds another partner and mm-hmm. you do not like this partner, you know about this partner, she told you about this partner, but you do not like this partner, do you have any say if she can or can't date this other partner? Um, I do not believe in that. I don't believe that I have the right to tell her who she can and can't see. If she dated somebody that I don't particularly care for, then I would just kind of like make myself scarce if that other person was around. I just wouldn't be around them. If this person hurt her, then I would, you know, let her know my observations, but I don't make rules it's more important to make agreements with your partners than lay down rules. It's Jay's decision in the end. Because exactly. Because we don't own each other. Exactly. You know what I mean? Everybody's but a free I, agent. See, that's what I, I have trouble with understanding the, the whole concept of it. Because I think to myself, if I am not 100% committed to you, then I don't owe you anything. And if I want to go out with somebody else and not tell you about it, I don't feel like I would have to. It's necessary. Because we're not that's like not ethical, though. That's what I'm saying. But like, is it ethical? I mean, I don't know. I'm asking the question. Is this tech? Is this? It depends on your agreement with that thing? person. It's what the expectation is of the relationship, right, Chief? Okay, right, nice. right. So you I guys mean, both she... come into this and say, "I don't want you to ever lie to me. I will never lie to you." And that's how it starts. Mm-hmm. That's that's the pact. That's the okay. commitment right there. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's like the can... deal breaker. Like, what if somebody? What What if you did find out that they were? doing stuff behind your back you didn't know about it and then you find out oh you see them holding hands in the park and you never met this person before what do you do you're now you're invested in this person and then you find out they're lying to you um well you handle it like you handle any other relationship i was it was right you You handle it like you handle secrecy in any other relationship you confront the person and you decide what you can and can't live with as far as i'm concerned Yes. But any other relationship, I wouldn't be going out and doing that anyway, right? Because I'm a monogamous But you wouldn't person. be doing it with secrecy. I, I, like I said, I did it before, but I called it cheating. <laughs> so Right, like, but in a polyamorous relationship, secrecy is not okay either. Just like in monogamous relationships, secrecy is not okay. It's no different. Right. Okay. It's just above board. Yeah, okay. it's, it's not the seeing other people that is the problem. It's the secrecy that's the problem. Mm-hmm. It's um, the same thing in monogamous relationships. It's like, it's the lying that's the problem. Obviously, yeah. you're not well, supposed to see other people. That's, I mean, yeah. that's... I think that's the difference, right? Yeah, if you're not you supposed see, to see other people. You're not but. supposed to see other people either. Um, yeah, that's true. Can we... So going back to that thing where you asked that question, Monica, because I went through something like this that Gina actually advised me on, where you said, what if somebody's dating somebody that you don't like? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At that point, it would be up to Gina to decide what whether she could handle it or not and whether she'd want to stay in the relationship or not. Okay. Because you mm-hmm. can't control one another. No. So Gina can't control Jay. Not that Jay's doing this. This is all mm-hmm. fictitious. Yeah, if Gina doesn't, you can't control Jay, it's up to Gina what she can live with and not live with. And that's kind of what it boils down to. It's not about controlling the other person. It's really about you, you know, yes, it could cause issues. And yes, it could cause a loss. But it's really, it's not about controlling. It's about each person deciding what their truth is. And that's boundaries. Boundaries, yeah. Mm -hmm. If there's something going on that you can't handle, then it's up to you 
to walk away if it can't be resolved. Yeah, that's something we have in common uh-huh. with monogamy. <laughs> yeah, I walked away from monogamy, yeah. <laughs> so we, we talked a little bit about how it works. What's the philosophy behind polyamory? Like, why do people do it? Why, why do they not want just one person in their life? For as many different people, there are as many different reasons, but I can tell you. Yeah, I just want your reason. My reason. Um, So when I, uh, I was married previously and I got a divorce. And when I started dating again, um, actually, Tess, you and I had a conversation about this. You had listened to a podcast and they talked about polyamory and it just kind of like planted a little seed in my brain. Wait a minute. How, How long ago was this? You were listening to podcasts that long ago, Tess? Remember I talk about sex with Emily all yeah. the time? I started listening to Sex with Emily before 2006, before my swinging phase started, before we opened up. Actually, uh, I told Gina about a book that I had read, and, and she actually broached the subject before Tim and I ever did. But yeah, go yeah. ahead, Gina. Continue. I had heard about polyamory. Like, I used to read like like live journals, and some of the people in there were polyamorous. But I was just like, okay. And then when you said it, Tess, it was just like, this is this is it, because I'm like, I knew that like people that I was dating didn't have all of the qualities that I wanted in one person. So I was like, this is perfect. This is totally perfect. It's like I can have, you know, this aspect of this person that I want, this aspect of this person that I want. I can date men and women. You know, do you find yourself like, leaning towards one or the other for the most part? Like, do you do you feel like you have the same exact feelings for both of them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I do. Yeah. It's like I don't know what number it is on the Kinsey scale, but it's like like right down the middle there. <laughs> <laughs> so when you when you met M, were you mm-hmm. already into polyamory? Yes. Okay. So did you introduce him to that, or did I, or was he? A, already like that too no i i did i introduced it to him because he had no idea about it he had never heard of it okay and he's like i i, I told him about it and he's like you mean people do that that's a thing I he's said, like oh my god yeah. i thought it was just cheating <laughs> exactly. exactly i thought how can i like two people at once right yes he felt bad about that right i'm like no 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 this is the thing people do this people live like this it's it's totally cool you explored it together it sounds like we did we did. And we, we didn't have a map. So mm-hmm. we did a lot of reading. We did a lot of listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we joined like, you know, Facebook groups for poly- polyamorous people. Um, we, we joined um, groups here in New England, like meetups. We Do met you guys all hang out together? People. Uh, we used to. We don't. I don't hang out with anybody anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, do you and and M and Jay all get together? Oh, your, and- your poly group. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so you guys watch TV together, hang out? Yeah. Do you guys yeah, yeah. group sex and together and all that stuff? No, we have done that in the past with other people, but it's not a good idea. For us, it's not a good idea. So you're the people that you're polyamorous, like, in love with, they kind of stay separate. Separate relationships. Okay, separate, separate relationships. relationships. Okay. Yeah. So are you and M like, you two are together and everyone else that's your partner is, like, live separately? Or do you all live together? How's your model work? Let's talk about models. Okay. So M and I live together and M and N live together. So what he does is he spends like two days with me and two days with her and then two days with me. This most latest model is 
two days with me, two days with her, uh, three days with me on the weekend, and then it switches. So, oh, so it's that, two days, two days, every other weekend, every other weekend. Okay. Yeah, right, like so a custody so, arrangement, but not right. So Jay gets the other days, basically. Um, yeah. When M is with N, Gina can be with Jay, right? That's is that how it okay. works? That's correct. But Jay and I don't live together, so we just—I mean, I will spend the night. She'll spend the night. We'll go away, you know, on vacation together sometimes, but we don't live together. What if your vacation lasts four days and it was your turn to go to M? Then he's, he's with just, N. He's shit out of luck. You just worked that out, right? Yeah, like years ago. When E was part of it, we used to do more, you know, tit for tat. Like, you know, if you get this day, I we make it up, but we don't do that anymore. Is jealousy ever an issue? Has it ever been an issue with your model? For us, it's more, it's more like envy instead of jealousy. Hmm. What's the difference? Yeah, what is Can the difference? Can you highlight the difference? So with jealousy is you are like feeling insecure about yourself. Mm-hmm. And you are really, like, having really negative feelings towards the other person. Like, mm-hmm. metamor is the term. So, N is my metamor. So, wait, wait, I'm sorry. Your metamor is, 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 is like, she your rival? Is that what you're, like, no. she's, like, she's, like, the she's your other opposite? side? Your lover's lover. My partner's is partner. Is okay. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I mean. N so is like, your metamor. metamor. Okay. M is Jay's metamor. Okay. Boy, so your lovers, later? lovers are your metamorphs. Next time we're using colors, not not letters. Because <laughs> <laughs> I understand <laughs> colors so much better than these letters. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? We were talking about your <laughs> model and, and envy versus and envy. actually oh, yeah. envy versus jealousy. So yeah, so uh, you're insecure because you think you know your you think your partner like likes or loves somebody better than you or. They're better than you. Don't feel special enough for your partner. Yeah, and that f- sets off alarm bells of insecurity. Envy is when you see them doing something, or you see them like have something that you want for you and your partner. I get that there's a difference in definition of both words, but they kind of sound the same to me. Like if I, if somebody I knew hit the lottery, I'd be jealous and envious at the same time. <laughs> it feels like the same thing to me. But what about having the fear that maybe your partner is going to want to leave you for this other person? That that would be where I think I would be the most mm-hmm. afraid. Like, what if they want to leave me? And then I, I, if I love them, I would be sad because I would lose them. Well, the thing is, is that the best thing to do about when you have feelings like that is to figure out, okay, why am I having these feelings? What, why, why am I insecure? Like, is it that you're looking at the relationship that they have and you're seeing something that you think is missing from your relationship? And it's like, okay, do you think she's prettier than you or she's got more, she's got it more together than you do? Or, you know, like, what is it that you're feeling a lack of? Because when you're jealous, you're feeling a lack of. So you got to figure that out. And that's, it's, it's really, the jealousy really isn't about the relationship it's it may seem like that it's just the, it's just the way it's showing up but it's really about what's inside it's a manifestation of, of another feeling you're saying yeah yeah it's just showing up in the relationship so you tell your partner like how you're feeling and then you do the work you do the work of trying to figure out what's going on inside of you and sometimes you need like more time together sometimes you, you're like i want to go to san francisco you guys went to san francisco last year 
I was upset because I wanted to go to San Francisco with you. So you make a plan to go to San Francisco with your partner. And it doesn't turn into, well, where were you with this one? Why did you do this with her too? Did you do that with her too? That can happen so that you have to make, you have to fumble we're human beings. Like you have to manage it because you're human beings, you know? That's why why I choose monogamy because I don't want to deal with any of that. And that's perfectly perfect. You know what I mean? It's like, it's stressful. It sounds like, like, in other words, do you feel like when you guys are together, you don't have to like, do you ever talk about the the other one? Like his other one? Like, like, right? Her metamor? You mean her metamor? metamor. Like when you and and Emmer together, do you have metamor conversations? Like, what do you guys talk about? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. Well, we're friends. So it's like, we're like very dear friends, so we. So you kind of know what's going on when you're not around, anyway. Kind of the same um, stuff. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, is there ever what, a case of out of sight, out of mind? Like on your on your days off from M, do you just be like you're just so focused on J that yeah? Oh my God, I forgot you existed for two days. No, I always have them both in my head at the same time. Like, like I'm always thinking about both of them no matter who I'm with. Before we move on, do you guys mind if we go back and talk a little bit about the philosophy a little more? There's a few points I'd like to make because I feel like they're important. The philosophy behind polyamory is that we're so focused as a society, the way we've been groomed, that we're so monogamously focused when it comes to romantic love that we are, what you asked Monica about being afraid, what you're being afraid Mm -hmm. that the other person could leave you for the other person. That's because that's what we always have lived with. Mm -hmm. But with polyamory, because the philosophy of the people in it, that you don't have to leave somebody to be with somebody else. I feel like the risk is less that your partner is going to leave you because they're with somebody else or because they're in love with somebody else. So I think because there's this philosophy that you love different people because you connect with every person for different reasons. So if you, she's if Gina's connecting with M on one thing and J on something else, there's very little reason way that her one lover is going to replace her other lover because they're connecting on very different things. Okay. And we, as a society, we love multiples in every other area. We love multiple parents. We love multiple children. We love multiple friends. We love multiple pets. We love multiple everything else. But when it comes to the most important love in our lives, we choose only one. And we think we can be happy for the rest of our lives with that one partner who cannot possibly be 100% of what we want. So I think it's really important to point out that the reason there's so much fear around somebody being with somebody else is because we've been conditioned all our lives that if they love somebody else, they can't possibly love us as much. And the philosophy of polyamory is that you can. You don't have to choose to love only one. So that's a really big distinction, I think, between monogamy and polyamory. And I think that's why the people that are doing it the most successfully really understand that that other person isn't a threat. However, in the reality of it, from my recent experiences, it doesn't mean it's easy. It's not easy. The fear is still there. And the only other thing I want to touch base on, and then I'll shut up, is jealousy can often, from what I've read, simply be because you're not the one chosen in the moment. It's not always about your own insecurities. It's not always about 
you know, you not having enough faith in your relationship or whatever. Because I've had jealousy over a lover being with other friends and not making time for me. Not necessarily with another lover. I've had jealousy about my husband and his band. I've had, I've had jealousies that had nothing to do with being afraid of losing somebody or my own insecurities. There's a lot of things that spark jealousy that you can just manage. So I think it, it's up to people to figure out, as Gina said, is why you're feeling that way and then figure out how to fix that feeling. Like mm-hmm. correct yourself mm-hmm. for whatever it is that you're feeling that way about. And also you talk to your partner about it. Always talk to your partner, like communicate like forever and, mm-hmm. and always tell them where you, where you're at so that they can help you, like give you reassurances while you do the work. Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. The, the, the thing I disagree with what Tess said is that I believe that there is a single person that can be everything you want. I don't think you need, in my opinion, I don't think you can find, you know, what you're looking That Now you're putting together a jigsaw puzzle in my world, right? Because, you know, I did it in the past. I called it cheating, right? So that's what I say. I've been with multiple people before and I like them, you're right, for so many different reasons. But then I realized this isn't long-term. This isn't long-term. This is long-term. You know what I mean? Like I can narrow it down. So I I do believe that there is a single person that you that could be everything you want. Yeah. Or I maybe mean, it just depends on the person and what yeah, they need. Yeah, I agree. Right? Yeah, not everybody. This is not for everybody. Oh yeah, no no, I wasn't I was just that I was just disagreeing to that point. I thought she, yeah. you know, it was a great explanation. You know, it was. Like, like that that point. I'm not saying like, it's for everybody and I'm not saying everybody there's people that aren't monogamous. There's a lot of people that are monogamous. I'm just saying that there's times where I've as a monogamous person did away with things that I might have wanted or accepted a person who couldn't give me 100% of what I wanted because you get 70 to 80% of what you want. There's another person you might be able to connect with, but as a monogamous person you don't choose to. You choose one person. That's all I was saying. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. It's a very, very specific model, and it's a very specific need, and not everybody should be polyamorous at all. Mm-hmm. And I understand your point, Tess, where you're saying that people shouldn't think that people who love more than one person is wrong. Just like you were saying about the children, people loving more than one everything else. There are people who we're love capable. more than one person. It's not wrong. We're to capable do that. as human mm-hmm. beings. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Jake, yeah. what's your what's your uh, what's your non negotiable? When it comes to this polyamory, what's your one thing? He's like, nope, no, you're not going to be the right person for me. Uh, like a deal breaker? Um, yeah. Definitely people who lie. Um, I tend not to uh, date people who are not experienced because mm-hmm. I've done that. And it's just, they, I mean, like bless their little hearts for trying, but they just, they're not doing the work to get educated and how to do it like ethically. Mm-hmm. And they just... They, um, how do I say this? They just, um, they make too many assumptions. Like, um, there's this one person I dated who was married that the wife kind of assumed that I'd be on her side about a lot of stuff and like tried to enlist me as an ally. And it's just Mm. like, no, 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 no. I, 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 it's not, nothing to do with me. (laughs) You know, there's also a lot of things like a lot of people come to this, they're in a marriage or a relationship and they, they open up the relationship and they, you know, one or both of them dates other people or another situation is they, they look for a third. Usually it's a, mm-hmm. it's a woman and it's, you know, called a unicorn and they, they're called unicorn hunters because unfortunately... I thought a unicorn would be a guy. No. He's got the horn. <laughs> oh, you mean a couple is looking for another woman is called the unicorn? 
the woman is yeah is, is called the unicorn because she's okay. rare and it's hard to find hard to find okay yeah sometimes people use what they call couple privilege in that if things start to go wrong between the couple they will like break up with the new person and then like close ranks to like work on the relationship and it's like that's really uh that can hurt people so mm-hmm. it's like you know, it's, it's, it's just, you, you gotta be really, really careful when you like date somebody it's because they're people too, you know, and their feelings need to be respected as well. We have a lot of experience with that, Tim and I and Rachel. Yeah. We have yeah. a lot of experience with that. Yeah. Exactly. So she was your unicorn. She wasn't, we weren't looking for her as a, we, you know what I'm saying? Tim and I weren't right. looking for I, her I to it. be with both I, of I, us. You know, it was like really me and her. Right. But you know, the, the. Mm-hmm. Whatever went down with all of us and whatever our situation is, grew into that. We weren't unicorn hunters. But after Gina explained that, I was like, "What? This sounds a little bit like what you guys went through." But right, right, right. We weren't looking for that. Her, it was about her and I. The relationship started with her and I. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Jay. So you got you're with Mm -hmm. two people now. Obviously, do you even have the time to look for another? Oh no, 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 no. (laughs) I, I, if I am at polysaturation right now because i i okay. know that like <laughs> to me <she> is. <laughs> so many terms yeah, sounds like a sponge <laughs> you need a dictionary right i, I know a poly dictionary. handouts yeah <laughs> um because i have to also i have to have time for m for j and for me that's because huge i'm an introvert yeah i agree and i'm an artist and I have to have my alone time. That backed up on me too, Gina. Yeah. That backed up on me big time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been backed up before. But not for that, for those I just got a visual. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> have you ever had experiences uh, where, you, like, let's say you, Jay, and M were together or, or you, M, and N were together? <laughs> so funny with the letters. It's cracking me up. I'm sorry. <laughs> What about P, Q, and R? Sorry. When you say together, are you talking about sexual like a, relationships? Yes, yeah, sexual relationships. Um, no, you don't have to. Let's talk in general about models because there are different models of polyamory and how people do it. Yeah, what kind of model? How many inches of model do you need? <laughs> I want to hear what G has to say Whether about size the, matters. The, 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 average, the, the size matter model. Come on, G. Give us some interest. Every day what is, is different. It? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that's funny. Sometimes it's seven inches in girth. Sometimes, and sometimes it's not. This is two and a half chicks, so you know seven sex is going to come in, up in some some fashion. Sorry, seven Monica. inches no. in girth, Brian. You're, you're right. You're right. <laughs> what the heck is that? Well, Monica, we're the ones that yeah. said that. That's the thing you guys all want. We said seven inches in girth. You even listen to the day episode and girth, not in girth. Oh, and girth. Okay, I'm just gonna go that (laughs) for the record. The maximum is seven inches. That's what I was going for, but maybe I said it wrong in that episode. Um, going back to the whole idea of models, there's different models, right? There is married people that look for additional couples. There's different hierarchies. Like there's some people that are married that do it. There's some people that are called solo poly where they stay single. They don't get married, but they have multiple partners. There's different models of it. Mm-hmm. Well, Gina, you're single, right? You're not married to anybody. You just live with somebody, right? I, yeah, I'm not. We're not married. Um, Is there a poly ceremony you can have? Um, 
it's whatever you want to have. We do like a commitment ceremony every year. Can you explain um, that a little both bit? Of you? Like you did like, like J and M yeah. commitment ceremony? We're separate. Or just M? Okay. separate. You do with J too? Separate. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I wear rings. Is M invited to that? Oh, I wear rings. Now, do you so, go to each other's ceremonies or you just go, you just attend the one for your own? No, it's just the, so me and M will do ours. And then a month later, me, me and Jay do ours. And it's just the two of us. So can you explain why you do a ceremony? What's a ceremony mean? It's just a commitment. It's like, a, it's you, a, I, like a, I, I still want to be here. I'm still happy. Yeah, it's like a hand fasting. The hand fasting is when you hold hands and you you uh, wrap a cord around and you say vows to each other. And I think we... every everybody should do that. There well, sometimes you're like two years into a relationship, we're like, I don't really like you that much anymore. We just do it because we don't we don't believe in marriage and we don't believe in saying I'm going to spend the rest of my life for sure. I promise because. We don't know that that's going to be the case, you know? So we do think. Are you guys okay yeah. with that? Knowing that it's not going to be the case? I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand married couples. Like, I think everybody except for Dion here has been divorced, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we know that relationships end, yeah. right? So is it really necessary to even think that way? I, I think like, it's you know, a, I think adults? actually I like that because you're, you're making a choice. Mm-hmm. And you're not staying because you have to. You're, you're staying because you want to. And it's yeah. important that you stay in a relationship because you want to be in that relationship, not because you have oh, to. Oh, I agree. And when you know you don't have to, I you agree. try harder at happiness, mm-hmm. I feel like. You don't take it as much for granted when the other person can leave. Mm-hmm. And when no, you I can agree. Leave. That's why I said I don't, I don't want to be married again because I don't want that kind of pressure. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. When you're dating someone, you make it work. When you're married to someone, you you try to make it work, right? You, you're like, oh, what am I going to do now? You know, I like the fact that I'm just dating my M, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? It's comforting. It, you know, there's no pressure. Yeah, instead yeah. of hand fasting, you just signed a lease. That's all. <laughs> I was That's thinking it. the same exactly. thing, Tess. I was thinking, you're dating somebody you live with. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's great too because she pays her half, I pay my half. Yeah, so it's that's dating. Helpful. It's dating Dutch. Yeah, we're going Dutch. Yeah, and still get the benefits of the, the free sex. The free. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, before I move on, do you guys have any other questions? Oh, Monica, I'm sure you got some MSNBC questions you got to ask. I, I actually <laughs> asked them already, <laughs> and Tess asked some good ones too. Yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit of myths and misconceptions about polyamory. And I think we covered on a couple already, but when I was coming out, one of the things that I that made me hesitate in coming out is because whether or not polyamory is ethical or not, there's a lot of people out there that still see it. We touched on this, already still see it as cheating. Because they don't believe in non monogamous. Yeah, what if we just called it what if we just called it ethical cheating? That's an oxymoron. <laughs> That's, <cheating. laughs> That's true. We kind of ran into that. We lost some friends over it because we had a friend that didn't believe that even if it was ethical, if you are stepping out, you are cheating. That that was the friend's mentality about it. And we lost the friend over it. So are there any other myths and misconceptions about polyamory that you're aware of? Um, that some pe- um, people tend to think that you'll feel... So what? <laughs> here's another term. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Write this down, Dave. Compersion. Compersion. Compersion yeah. is feeling happy for your partner's happiness. So some people think I'm sorry, that feeling happy 
What was that? Feeling par- happy for your partner's happiness regarding their oh. other partner. Okay. So you guys actually made up a word for that? You know, I'm not I'm not sure if it was made up or if it was just like taken like and used in polyamorous relationships, but that's the word that that we use. So some people think that, you know, if you feel compersion for your partner, you'll never get jealous again. That's not true. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. As we've discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. when was the last time you were jealous or envious? Um, I think part of it was, let's see, when M and N were going to like Scotland, like mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, I was just like, I want to go to Scotland too. I want to go with yeah, you. Yeah, I, I would have felt you know? that way too about that trip. You know, and you know, it's just like, so what are the things that this is not a, misconception or a myth but one of the things is like that really gets me into trouble is when i compare my relationship to theirs yeah agreed that really gets me into some deep waters and i try not Mm -hmm. to do it anymore Mm -hmm. because it just like our relationship is not lacking anything it really isn't right so it's just you're a human being it's hard not to do so i can Mm -hmm. see why your feelings would sway that way i completely Mm -hmm. get it yeah so I just, I look at us and it's just like, you know, you guys are doing your thing. That's great. I'm happy for you. <laughs> compersion mm-hmm. <laughs> achieved. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm compersion for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I try not to, I just, I take care of my own yard, you know? That's... Can I define compersion for you guys? Because I think it's helpful to understand because this, like Gina said, it existed before. It just fits for this. When I looked it up, it says, Compersion is our wholehearted participation in the happiness of others. It's a sympathetic joy we feel for someone else, even when their positive experience does not involve or benefit us directly. It can be thought of as the opposite of jealousy and possessiveness. True selflessness. And some, yeah, it's easier like for some people than others. That's true. Some uh, people I, I, are just more naturally like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think part of it has to do, I, I don't know, I could be wrong. This is a whole other topic that we're not going to broach here. But I think part of it has to do with our our attachment to people and whether it's healthy or less healthy i don't know that's just my opinion it's also about our need to be validated too in a way Mm -hmm. we're all most of us are always always looking for validation right and you know our love life or having a, a a love that everybody can be envious of is our way sometimes to seek validation that's Especially when it's on multiple levels. Now, I don't think I could be polyamorous. I don't think I could do that. Okay, first of all, I know you can't. Second of all, <laughs> I remember you used to have these conversations at yeah. work all the time. And you used to say that all the time. I'm not a jealous person. And, and we used to say, because right, both of Monica and I are both just not jealous people. Mm-hmm. It's not like I don't care, but I'm old enough and I'm at the point in my life where it's like, if you want to go, go. I don't care. Yeah, I've if done you, it, you find your don't. happiness. I don't care at this point. In monogamous relationships... I was never jealous. Once I became mm-hmm. poly, like got in a polyamorous situation, I learned how to feel jealous. Really? I'm sorry, but in a monogamous relationship, I was never jealous. But but Tess, why do you think you had that difference? That's, that's because when we weren't practicing other people, I knew my partner wasn't going to go out with other people. Once we decided to open our relationship, then it became very real to share him. It's very different. Mm-hmm. Okay. I you know I never had trust issues. I just felt like if you wanted somebody else then, you know, don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. That's how I felt. But once I started having, like, looking at the idea of sharing him, that's when I had to learn whether I was a jealous person or not and how to to navigate that. 
Mm-hmm. It's not hard not to be jealous in a monogamous relationship where you have a monogamous faithful partner. My own but opinion. But even if you, but but yeah, but I also think too, like you know, look what happened to me when I was married. I saw your friend, and that was it. I was done. So you can leave at the drop of a hat. You right? can. You know what I mean? You and can. That's what, I mean, whether you're monogamous or polyamorous, whatever you are, right? It doesn't matter. I just never like I've always have had that feeling of like. Okay, you want to go, go. But that's allowing someone to go and to leave you. It's not allowing, it's not sharing somebody. Good point. Very good point. It's a point. very different scenario mm-hmm. altogether. Well, what I'm but saying, I, though, is if somebody was sharing somebody else, I'd just say go with that person. I think we're saying the same thing, Brian, because you're, you're saying you, you're not jealous, nor would you put yourself in a position to be jealous. Yeah, exactly. Just not going to But to that. me, like, once you start sharing your partner, you're putting yourself in a position to deal with jealousy. That was yeah, my I experience. Yeah, I just don't like... That's my experience. I have, like like everybody else, I have so many insecurities about things in my life, but I don't want to manifest them in jealousy. You no, know? I, I don't just, either. It's not fun. It's like, it's honestly the worst self, self-realization, worst self-realization I've ever had. Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah. I didn't want to admit it. I didn't want to, but that's where Gina was talking about the self-work. You got to do yeah, work on yourself. When you, when you start to feel those feelings, you've got to go, okay, why am I feeling this way? How can mm-hmm. I change? How can I fix it? Especially if you believe in the model. Especially if you believe in what yeah. you're doing. Okay, so gee, what what about STDs? What what do you got? Do you guys have to go take a test before you guys get involved? What is that? Three other people, or yeah, that's what I mean. Right? You, there's a lot of people involved here. No, because are we doing letters or are we talking about actual sexually transmitted diseases? <laughs> 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 Oh my god, that was awesome! Well, Before we you meet D, 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 this is polyamory. It could be all, all the above. <laughs> so yes, yes, we are talking about the sexually transmitted diseases. Before any of us starts a new relationship, we get tested, and we ha- have them the new potential new partner get tested, okay. and then we share results in writing. Oh, that's good. So that everybody, if everything's above board, everybody knows everything. We tell our partners the results so that everybody mm-hmm. knows it's a clean slate, like always. Because it's just not curious. just our health. It's on the line. It's our partners. That's right. So. And their partners and their partners and then their partners and then those partners. <laughs> it's yeah. not an orgy, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> For the audience, there are models of polyamory where people do, you know, have sexual relationships across the polycule. Polycule. Being All right, yeah, another term. Right. Okay. Wow. Polycule. Polycule. It sounds like something you do on a pool table. So what the polycule is like the link between all the partners? Is that what yeah. it is? Yes, basically, yes. It's the it's your, your group. All your people. It's your group. Collectively. The group of lovers and metamors. That's right? correct. Yeah, it's, a, it's your polycule. It's your group. It's your family. I mean, I, I was about to, I have a piece of paper in front of me. And when Gina was talking, I was about to draw like a, you know, like a little web diagram, like N to M, <laughs> G to, to J. <laughs> it's funny because a lot of people don't like labels, but you really do need terms to at least define the concepts, you know? Mm-hmm. 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 So I got to just know. say that we do not use the word thruple. Oh. We use triad. Right. Oh, why? Triad. Why don't you use thruple? Is there? Is it because yeah. it sounds offensive, or it's 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 a term that the media made up to mm. okay? You know, to me- well, first of all, didn't the media make up all these terms? <laughs> no, the community okay. probably made a bunch of them. Yeah, people within the community. Yeah. So, if, well, if what it's community a, made up thruple? The media it that doesn't understand. Like, it. Yeah, I just heard it on social media. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? The yeah. Thruple. There's so another yeah. thing I don't know if you guys Wait, sorry, have noticed. You call it but the triad. A triad. If it's if it's like what 
kind of what we have? Is that what you're going to say? It's undetermined at this point. Okay. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Right now, for the, for the, what's above, like what's being published and what we know right now, Rachel and I are in a relationship. Tim and Rachel are friends. Got it. There's been some like, like possibilities, but we haven't grown there yet. We have not been able to grow there yet. So right now we're not a triad. Not we are you guys. Right. Um, a triad is when everybody is involved with each other. Right. Okay. Oh, a V. Okay. A V is when you have one person, one person, and one person, and the hinge connects the the two people, so that the, no relationship here between these two people, okay. and then relationship, relationship. That one just person friendship because that would be us two then. people. Was it? Is that? Does that mean that those two people in the V are, can they be, they're friends, right? They can be. They don't have to be. Um, so so you're also with, that too. Tess, you're all, you're all the above. We're not a triad though. That's the thing. We're not yeah. a triad. Kitchen table poly is when you are, everybody is, everybody can sit down at the kitchen table and have a meal or play a game together. And it's like, well, that's kind of us friends. though. Okay. That's kind um, of us. Yeah. But it isn't. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to be friends with your metamors. It's if like if if you just don't get along, then don't force it. You know, it's like that's cool too. As long as you're friends with your with your lover, that's what matters. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, um, how's your PDA, G? How's your how, how are you about PDA with both partners walking around the areas, going to the mall, you go out to dinner. You is your PDA equal? Yeah, yeah. As long as you're out, you can do that. Yeah. Yeah, we. I mean, we've walked down the street like hand in hand in hand, you know, and no problem, you know. All three of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. so you look like the Brady Bunch. Like I think I'll go for a walk outside. <laughs> so you and M and N, or you and M and J, could do that, or all yeah. four of you. All four of us could yeah. do it. Yeah, like like yeah. N M G J. Have you? Holy cow. Tess, you said you lost a friendship because of it. Uh, Gina, have you ever lost friendship because of the lifestyle you live? No, no. Cool. L- luckily, everybody that I've ever told, and I'm pretty open. Okay. Um, even at work, I'm open. Nobody's been judgmental or anything, and everybody's been great. Knock on wood. When Tim and I first, um, you know, started experimenting, we went through, like I said, a bit of a swinging phase, and that's kind of where we were when we told this friend. And it was before we were really into the idea of polyamory because polyamory is relationships. I mean, for people that don't know, swinging is just sex outside of marriage. But when we did that, we had been a married couple for five years and it wasn't something people expected from us because we weren't out from the beginning as a as a couple that did stuff like that. So I think having that experience where we were judged by multiple people made me go right back into the closet. Whereas, you know, you have to be able to take that criticism and say, it's not my problem that you feel that way. You know, when that happened, I said, we can't do this. We can't, we can't do this. And he's like, sure we can. If they were our friends, they would accept us as we are. If they don't, they're not our friends. I wasn't willing to do that. I wasn't willing to lose people over it. And then 15 years passed by, I turned 50 years old. And I'm like, fuck it. I don't want to live like that anymore. How many of those people you still talk to now? Oh, the people that that yeah. judged us? The, from, yeah, no. from, yeah, back in the day. What I'm saying is back in the yeah, day. I don't. Yeah. When you were worried about those friends, losing those friends, do you still talk to any of those people? No, anyway? no, 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 no. I exactly. don't. So it wasn't worth it. Right? But the thing is, is like, even now, 
it's very real that people might not criticize you or end their relationship with you, but you can tell the people that accept it and the people that don't. There's a lot of polite disengagement over the subject, but I just have, I don't worry about it anymore. This world still's not ready for this stuff. And we have to live it anyway if it's who we are. Mm Mm-hmm. If you can do it safely, yeah. What do you mean, Gina? You mean people not, what, beating you up? That or firing you or, oh, yeah. you know, there, right. some people can have real Being harassed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Does that still go on? Yeah. Oh, like, it does, that literally Ryan. Still go it on? does. Because it does. I know, like, just it in does. the company that I work in, I mean, they are open about everything now. I mean, we got more letters than, than G does. And LGBTQTVCDBBD. I don't even, I can't even say them all. Right. So they are open to everything now. So in our company, I know that everybody, it's, it's, they have groups. Everybody has a group. Mm-hmm. Brian, we don't, you don't listen to the internet a lot, but there are a lot of YouTube channels on the internet, a lot of people speaking on the internet and Twitter, whatever, you name it, where they're spouting hateful stuff. Against really? people who are living a different lifestyle than, you know, a monogamous relationship. Yeah. Heterosexual. Or heterosexual yeah, relationships. And a lot of yeah, people are right. spouting hateful words against these people. And people are getting harassed and threatened. Companies yeah, can build a culture out of social responsibility, but you can't change every person in the company. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You can't change every you person's You can't change everybody in the world. No. And people mm-hmm. feel threatened because to them, it's, you know, it's going against the status quo from what they perceive as what has been society for a long time, forever. And there's mm-hmm. still some people I will never tell. People that I know will never find out about this podcast. There's mm-hmm. still some people I will never tell because I just know they won't accept it. So why bother? I don't even, why go there? I just don't. You think they'd think any less of you that you like seven inches in girth? <laughs> I'm never going to let you live that down, by the way. I didn't say I Go needed ahead. that. It wasn't a deal breaker for me. I, I just know. If I had a dick either. for a day, I don't that would know be what, an ideal. I think he's just offended about it. No, I just keep going back to Tess's, me too. I was just going to say that. I was going to say that. No, I was going to say that girth was better than length. That's what I was going to say. I think. I'm just going to say that seven inches is the max for me. Me too. Okay. I like my cervix. I don't like it bashed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hurts like hell. <laughs> I agree. But anyway, oh, so we funny. digress. So, G, G, G you want to, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Um, want to, like, you know, promote yourself? You want to give people your, your websites, anything like that? You, sh- you just knock yourself out. People should see your artwork. Um, yeah, Gina's a fantastic artist. Right now, uh, you can go there. It's uh, sparkingthemuse.com. Uh, I have my artwork up there, paintings, drawings. Um, so that's S-P-A-R-K. I-N-G-T-H-E-M-U-S-E. Those aren't the people you're dating, right? That's sparkingthemuse.com. You are correct, sir. (laughs) Brian. Well, maybe later when you have rebranded, you can come back on and talk about something else. Yes, absolutely. We can talk about art. We can talk about anything. Yeah, it doesn't have to be... Sex related. If we'll you guys find talk a way about to bring art, it back. I'm down. Oh yes, <laughs> I would love to talk about art. Okay, if you'll okay, happy, I'll be back. <laughs> All okay, right. thanks everyone. Good night, Have a everyone. Great night. Thank you. Thank you. That's our show for today. Thanks to Gina, our guest, for coming on to share her life experience with us. And as always, shout out to producer D, the man behind the podcast, keeping us live. Do you have questions or comments about today's topic or anything to add? Email us at 2.5chickspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at 2.5chicks. Follow us to get notified of our activity. 
We are always calling for guests who want to talk real with us on any subject. We hope you're enjoying our weekly episodes. We know we are. We'll be back again soon. <laughs>